Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ariel Martinez. Welcome to my podcast. All right, so surprise, surprise, I started a podcast or allegedly started a podcast. Why am I doing this? It's a great first question to ask. So as you guys have heard me say countless times before, I'm looking for a way to stay more connected with you guys so that I can answer more of your questions that I'm constantly receiving. I've been doing many videos trying to answer your questions. I've done behind the scenes videos for you guys. I've done vlogs for you guys. But the fact of the matter is I have a full-time job. I am a full-time freelance filmmaker. Um, and I do have a lot of work to do. So those videos is sort of, you know, time consuming. I simply cannot afford to, to continue a workflow like that and cater to my clients as well, which is my, my source of revenues, my livelihood. So I need it. I need something that's more effective. So I'm going to podcasting now. I'm trying this out. It seems since it's only audio, it seems like it's just going to be a much easier workflow. What I want to try to do is, is have, uh, you know, 30 minute sessions, uh, for every podcast. Uh, I, I think an hour is way too long unless, you know, we need to take it to an hour, then we will. But I think 30 minute sessions to answer your questions. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes posting Q and a filmmaking. So you guys can answer, ask all the questions that you need to, so that I can have them all there ready to go. And for me to see, and you know, to, to go off of that, to have it in one place. So, um, that basically answers the question. That's why I'm starting a podcast. I think this is a much easier workflow. I, I guess it's more engaging. I can have it in a lot of different platforms. I can have it on my website. I can have it on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. I can have it in a bunch of different places where you guys can hear it and you don't even have to be watching a video, which I, I think I'm still going to be posting a video, but it's just going to be either a still image or just basically a video of me talking, whatever it is, so that you can also watch it on YouTube if that's your preferred uh, platform to uh, to watch or hear things. So that being said, um, let's go ahead and move over to your questions that you guys have been asking. Um, in this last in this last post that I put, uh, you know, Q and A filmmaking, uh, I got a a lot of response, a lot of uh, questions. So I want to move over to that, and here we go. All right, so. Um, the the Linneos McCoy. It's gonna be hard to pronounce some of your 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 handles here on Instagram. So, uh, I apologize in advance if I butcher it. Um, what are the best practices for pulling? I assume he means a paid gig. What are the best practices for pulling a paid gigs? Uh, best practices is really just doing the work. Uh, when I started, I basically did work even if I didn't have work, if that makes any sense to anyone. Um, obviously, when you first start, you have to make a name for yourself, which no one starts with a name unless you have a very famous father or uncle or anything like that that would endorse you. But we're all starting from scratch. We're all starting from scratch. And, you know, we have to make a name for ourselves. So what I did, I started in my church. I started in my church and we started making a lot of videos uh, and it was honestly, it was just so much fun for me. I never, ever thought about doing it for money because when I started, I was playing football, college football, and I was getting my degree in criminal justice, which I finished. So 
my initial plan before you know becoming a filmmaker my plan was to go into uh law enforcement and eventually and wind up in the federal law enforcement field fbi cia whatever it is but obviously the lord had a different plan for me uh i start i was making these videos for like two years at my church i started when i was in uh fiu i was playing football and i was just making videos you know in my dorm room i pull out my laptop and just start editing it was fun i loved it did it at my church basically one of my friends just said hey why don't you do this for money and i'm like wait i never even thought about that you know i never thought about charging people to make videos i'm like man that's so far-fetched i how would i even do that so i've i've had the jobs that i've done it's all for my church and i i was still you know still proud of that stuff I, i i loved it you know so when i made the decision to go full on with my business I started offering businesses free videos. Some of them took them. Some of them didn't. I made the videos. You know, they were happy. I kept putting myself out there. Social media is a great platform to to create, uh, to to have and, and, and put your stuff out there. There's so many different platforms. You know, there's Yelp. There's White Pages even. There's, uh, there's Production Hub, which I think is probably the best one out there for, for finding jobs. Uh, production hub is a really good one productionhub.com and you know that's pretty much how i started little by little one of the main things you have to remember is it takes time um to build a client base you know it's it's years now right now i'm a little over four years since i started my business in 2013 um it was january of 2013 when when i started and i my business name was actually 10 gates productions but 10 gates is no longer i decided to make a move two years after that and started branding myself as an individual instead of as a big corporation which you know i think was the best move i could make um because that's how i did business anyways my my clients knew ariel martinez my clients really didn't know 10 gates productions so it was it was like basically a mirage that i was trying i was trying to put up in front of people and i'm like wait this is not gonna work um if you know they're ex- they think they're calling a big corporation and they're only getting me it's almost like a letdown for them so i hated doing that so what my clients know is that they're hiring me and they and they like my work they like my the work that i do for them so um that's the best advice i can give you uh for pulling paid gigs uh you know and then your rate you know be true with your with your with your rate if you're just starting when i first started I was doing videos. I didn't even know how to charge. I didn't even know how to quote anyone. I would do videos for like $75 a pop, right? And obviously, uh, that is extremely, extremely low. Um, but it was a small beginning. It's a small beginning. And, you know, as you get better and get better and get more experience and more knowledge, you're going to be doing that stuff for, for thousands of dollars a video, you know? And for the same exact you know, time that you spent on the, that I spent on that first video, I spent on these new ones, but I'm just much more experienced. I, I have learned a lot. I'm still learning a lot. And, and you're going to continue to make better videos and people are going to notice you keep using social media, keep putting your stuff out there. It helps to have a Vimeo and a YouTube. Uh, and, you know, there's so many different platforms to put your stuff on. So I highly recommend that you 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 use one of those platforms. Uh, use them all, you know, and put your stuff out there. 
and eventually people will start finding you get your website and and just put yourself out there right now in, in this generation we have you know media that it, it it's almost too easy really um can you imagine if there was no internet to put yourself out there you had to you know put your ads on newspapers and and magazines back in the bidets and and that would cost a lot of money now it's so cheap to do things like that and it, it, i think it's very beneficial for everyone so there really i don't think that there is any reason for you not to be able to find work because everyone's always looking for video you just have to find the right clients or just wait for them to find you put yourself out there and you'll be fine uh next question do you need a degree to work in any type of film career for companies such as vice revolt etc okay i never went to film school so i don't and excuse me for you know sounding extremely ignorant to this. I don't know what Vice or Revolt is. I'm assuming there's some sort of agency that media agency. <clears throat> I'll be honest. I've never, ever, ever in my entire career, which is only four years, really. So it doesn't mean much to say my entire career. But in any client or any job or any place that I've worked, I've never been asked for my degree for you know, for a piece of paper that said I, I finished such and such courses, etc. I've never been asked for that. My clients, I, I, I pretty much think my clients could care less, right? And this is why I say you do not need film school. If you have the money, sure, do it, fine. I, I'll always recommend people to take it because it's a great stepping stone. It's a great starting point. I think I would have saved a lot of time if I would have gone to film school, but you don't absolutely need it. Now, um, you. so I, I. it's a hard question to ask, be, I mean, to answer be, for me because I never went to film school. So if Vice or Revolt requires a certain degree, that's on them. Most of, uh, I'm sorry, 100% of my clients simply want the work that I do. They've only asked for my reel, they say, let me see what you work, what you've done, and that's it. I send it to them. They like it or they don't, It's and then they make a decision. That's it. They don't care what uh, degree or background or experience I have. So that's, I think, the best thing I could tell you. Uh, I'm sorry I wasn't, I couldn't be more helpful on that, but that's the best I got. Uh, recommended, recommend any V-Lock battery brands. Are cheap Max Oak, Max Oak okay? invest in blue shape okay i i assume those are yeah i assume those are brands i really cannot recommend any brands just because i haven't used all the brands the only ones i've used when i was working with the red dragon i i would use the red the red uh bricks and uh i have my own uh i use switronics v-lock batteries which now they're called chorus SWS uh core oh forgot their name oh my goodness they just recently um changed their name i think it's core swx if i'm not mistaken i want to say core swx let me see core x swx that's right so switchtronics changed their name now they are they go by core swx those are the ones that i use they're great people uh they hooked me up uh, from a recent giveaway I did uh, on film school, um, so I use their 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 um, their V-Lock batteries are great. I love that they have a little LCD uh, uh, there to basically tell you how much battery life 
is on there how much you know you can just press a button and check how much battery life and how many hours you have until it runs out so i um uh, i i i really enjoy those batteries but i haven't used any other ones besides those um so i really can't tell you what i can tell you is i would just look at the ratings look at the uh i guess the reviews on each battery brand if they have it it's okay to go with third-party brands to a certain extent, I would say. Um, some Oftentimes, more often than not, in this industry, when you buy equipment and things like batteries, you usually get what you pay for. So, you know, just like iPhone or, or anything like that, if you get a cheap cable to charge your phone, it sometimes damages your phone. So that's why for, for things like my iPhone, I won't buy any third-party cables unless it's made directly from apple i only get apple um uh apple brand charging uh cables and docks i i don't know if that applies here uh i i certainly use third-party batteries for my my fs5 and they work fantastic so i i guess i'm, I'm not sure i, I really don't want to lead you in the wrong direction i i i, I want to say Make sure that they have reviews. If there's not enough reviews to make a good choice, I probably would not go for it. I would uh, go for a brand that it's well established, um, and and people are saying good things about them. Which picture profile do you recommend for the Sony A sixty three hundred for wide dynamic range, but with but still with no noise in the shadows? I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you're talking about S-Log3. Obviously, S-Log3 gives you the highest possible dynamic range with the A6300. Same thing for the, a, the A7S2, A7R2, and any of the Sony Alpha or Sony um, PXW cameras. Um, S-Log3 gives you the highest, highest dynamic range. However, S-Log3, yes, it it's not really it is noise in the shadows but that's be how it's shot because s-log3 is meant to be graded and once you add a good color correction and a color grade all that noise goes away um so i wouldn't shoot s-log3 unless you expect to do some color correction and grading in post-production otherwise there's no reason for you to shoot s-log3 um even even though I still do color correction and grading in post, I still don't like to shoot S-Log3 just because it's so time consuming um, to grade that stuff. So I mostly, my preferred picture profile for the most part is S-Log2. It's relatively flat, yet relatively uh, already, you know, colored, you know, somewhat. I, I, I don't get... Very, I get very little noise in the shadows, but that's not the reason why I do it. I do it because it brings me much closer to my end result without compromising dynamic range too much. So I always prefer S-Log2, but that's the way that I shoot. Um, I do go S-Log3 if I'm faced with a high dynamic range situation. I, I'll Yes, I will swap just for that shot. Uh, I'll swap over to S-Log3 to make sure that I'm not clipping my my highlights how you do autofocus while shooting on ronin all right so it's a good question so obviously uh the, the red if i'm not mistaken unless I've, i haven't used the red in a little while 
I don't know if they came out with the firmware upgrade, but Red does not have autofocus. Well, let me correct that. It doesn't have continuous autofocus from what my experience. Maybe it does. I just never seen it. I've tried finding it and I couldn't find it. So when I shoot, when I would shoot on the Red and the Ronin and I have the Canon glass on there, what I would do, I don't, obviously I don't put autofocus. I'll just, um, I get, I get in position for the distance that I want to be with my subject that I'm following. I'll set the focus to that distance and I make sure that I maintain that exact distance throughout, right? That's especially if I want to stay relatively shallow. Um, if I'm using a camera like, you know, a, A7R or A6300 or A7S, a camera, basically a camera that has good autofocus capabilities, I'll turn on that autofocus. Um, and yeah, you just have to be careful how you frame your shot because depending where you put your framing, where you put your subject, it'll either focus on your subject or focus on something that you don't want to focus on. That's what you do risk when using autofocus. Um, thankfully that a6300 is a, it's a beast when it comes to autofocusing when using native Sony lenses. Um, I have found that when you're using Sigma art lenses with the Sigma MC 11, uh, adapter, the autofocus works a lot better. Metabone speed booster has improved their autofocus capabilities, um, with the firmware upgrade, but it's still not even close to how good the cameras autofocus is with the native Sony lenses. So anyone else will tell you the best thing to do is to go manual focus for sure. But that requires an extra body to only handle focusing. Um, some people, what I have seen is have a thumb dial. You know, you would have to get a wire or wireless, wireless or wired follow focus system. Put on your, you know, put on your, 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 your focus uh, rings on there and all that. You have to use either cinema lenses or use the focus ring. Connect their dial the focus dials on the handle of the of your gimbal, whether it's the Ronin, Movi, whatever it is you use, and that's how they pull their focus. I've never tried that. It seems quite difficult, um, but it seems like something I would have to resort to if I really want to get that focus control on there it's because it's the way that I work. I work by myself usually, so with the help of maybe one assistant sometimes, but for the most part, I'm on my own. So it seems like that's what I would have to resort to. Um, so I, it, it's, I, I think it works. It would work, but again, I've never tried it. So I can't, I can't really give an opinion on that. So for autofocus, the only, my recommendation is to make sure that your framing is correct. Um, make sure that you're, you're putting your framing and your subject in a position where your camera is going to grab that, that every single time. And just be very careful with that. It, it it definitely takes practice for sure. What basic lenses would you recommend? Uh, <laughs> uh, I said it before and I'll say it again. Most of the, this stuff is really relative to how you shoot. So if the question is what's a good starter lens uh, to start off with that won't break the bank, I think my favorite, if you're using Canon, um, I would say I would recommend the 24 to 105. It's a great all around lens. It's really, really good because it, it's a fixed F4 uh, aperture and you have a good range of 
you know, 24 to 105. And it, obviously, it's meant for Canon lens, but there's some really good adapters. Metabones, uh, Sigma has a great MC11 if you're using Sony. Uh, and then there's also a Metabones adapter for Micro Four Thirds like the Panasonic. Um, so if it's just a one lens that that you're looking for, uh, I would recommend the 24 to 105. It's a great all-around lens. You could use it for anything. Um, if you want to get more high-end, you want a wider aperture, uh, if you want a sharper glass, um, you know, you're looking to spending a little more money. I think the 24 to 105 goes for, I think you could probably find it new on eBay, obviously from the right people. I, w I think I got mine for like 700 bucks. Um, and that was a pretty good deal considering the lens itself is about nine, I think a thousand dollars. So it wasn't bad. Um, and it worked out really well. Um, if one of my favorite lenses that I've ever used is that 70 to 200 Canon F2, F2.8. Um, it's such a beautiful lens, man. So good. Um, however, every time I've used it, I I've never actually owned that lens. Uh, back when I was using it, it was always either borrowed or just using other people's gear. Um, but that is such a beautiful lens. I love that lens so much. However, yes, it is very pricey. Uh, things like at 17 or $1,800, um uh but it's such a beautiful lens another great lens that people like to use is that 24 to 70 f 2.8 uh again the you have a wide aperture it's such it's so sharp um and it's a great range as well um but i, I if i'm not mistaken i think you know other companies have it like tamron has a 24 to 70 2.8 sigma has a 24 to 70 2.8 sony has a 24 to 70 2.8 I think all the companies all across the board have their own 24 to 70. Um, I, probably the most popular one is Canon for the most part. Uh, and 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 those same companies that I just mentioned have also have a 70 to 200 2.8. Um, so I I guess that's that would be my recommendation if you're looking for cinema glass. You know, there's a bunch of other cin cinema options there as well. I think the cheapest cinema glass you could find is Rokinon um, or Samyang, which is pretty much the same company, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but, yeah, I've used Rokinon glass. They're extremely sharp glass. I like them a lot. Um, but I like to have the ability to do some autofocus because I do t take pictures every now and then with my A6300. And I like to have autofocus capabilities with my lenses. So, you know, for running gun shooting, um, I am very, very, uh, I guess, gritty when it comes to that stuff. I don't really, you know, I, I work on my own. So that's basically the reason why I work the way that I work or I, I purchase equipment and use the equipment the way that I do. Like a lot of people don't like autofocus. I love autofocus for many, many things. Um, I don't use it all the time, but I, I, I like it a lot. If the hand, if the camera's in my hand, I'm probably doing manual though, you know? So anyways, thank you guys for listening to my first podcast. Uh, I think this is a very easy workflow really. So I really want to try and continue to engage with you guys. Um, keep asking questions, ask them here on the comments below ask them and i definitely want to uh try to answer them and again this is my disclaimer everything i say is all relative to the way that i work please do not take anything that i say um as fact 
and just take it with a grain of salt. Really, this industry is based on opinion, 100%. The only facts are that, you know, Canon has a 24 to 70 2.8. That's a fact. Opinion, how you how I use it, it's my own opinion. So there's no right or wrong way to do this stuff. This this stuff, you know, video production, it's really relative. At the end of the day, your client is the one that's going to give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down on your piece. So with that being said, don't forget to uh, click like if you're on iTunes or, or SoundCloud or if you're on my website, go ahead and subscribe and and you can be receiving these notifications. Um, I'm going to remember these podcasts are going to be on iTunes, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on any platform that you feel comfortable with. I'm actually going to try to have them all across the board. And so you guys can enjoy whenever you want. And, uh, you can always have these things and I'm going to try to keep them at 30 minutes. I think that's pretty decent, uh, time for a podcast. Uh, I don't know what the heck I would talk about in one full hour. I think I would get tired. You guys for sure would get tired of listening to me. I think 30 minutes is decent. So thank you guys for listening. Again, if you're not following me, follow me at Ariel Martinez Jr. Jr. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. You can just find me. It's just Ariel Martinez. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening, and see you on the next one. <laughs>